0: Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.
1: Cheers. Yeah, Celsius, what are you
2: drinking? Oh, those things are good,
1: they are so good.
2: We should get them to advertise on the show.
1: We should, yeah, there, yeah, you don't get jittery from them, yeah. So, I have to take heroin, <laughs> <and> cocaine with <laughs> the it. First
2: time we were drinking, it was when we were recording that Bruce thing, and Adam's like, Oh, look, they have a thing of Celsius that doesn't have caffeine, but it's good energy. Or I misheard him, so I just started pounding them. And then, like, after like three or four of them, <laughs> I'm like, These have caffeine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, pack your body bags. We're going on a slaycation. How's everybody doing today? I was always wondering, like, do I have to announce us every time? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, what if someone's never
2: heard the show before? And they okay. Want to know well, part, I was who... thinking
1: that, because, like, on The Tonight Show, like, hi, I'm Julie Fallon, and that's the band, and they say the name, so. I yeah, guess... and they always introduce sure host, and, yeah, so
2: I don't see why. We're not certainly not more famous than no. those people. No, certainly. So, in
1: certain quarters,
2: maybe, but generally no.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. Introduce. In that case, I'm Adam Tex Davis. I'm a writer and true crime. Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> committer. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is my wife, who is my number one fan. Uh, I am. Hello, Kim. Hi, honey. And I've got uh, my buddy, Jerry here. Jerry. Hey, guys. And Hey, buddy. Partner. Before we start, someone had asked me, why do we do vacation murders? Like, why did we choose this very narrow lane on the true crime superhighway? Why vacation murders? Because no one else has. <laughs> that's is... <laughs> <laughs> that all mean. that's left.
3: <laughs> it, it might that be. Is It cool. might be.
1: You know, I, I was going to say, though, for me, as a screenwriter, storyteller, I like to gravitate towards stories that, you know, they play out like movies. And a lot of these vacation Stories are just like, they're like horror movies or dramas or tragedies, sometimes tragic comedies based on the stupid ways these people get caught. But they have the twists and the turns that hook you in and the things like, is this person a villain or just wrongfully accused? We're or misunderstood.
3: Or just misunderstood. <laughs> a misunderstood
2: murderer. When you, you first started talking to me about this idea, I mean, 10 or 12 years ago, right? We were, we were talking We were about, on vacation. It came up because we were somewhere- And we were talking about murdering people when you're (laughs) away (laughs) and how it seems like we were talking about business insurance. That's what it was. Oh, we were talking about having we were supposed to have insurance policies on each other for the business. Right. And then we started talking about, well, how would we kill each other to collect the money and get away with it? And we decided we would do it while we were away because we you wouldn't be expecting it or I wouldn't be expecting it.
1: And that's a good point. And then we
2: started looking into, you know, murders on vacation. You made the point like they're very cinematic. They're very. Yeah. They're full of rich detail. They're exotic know, locations. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: Unexpected
1: twists and turns.
3: Right. Not like your house. Right. like That's, that's boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then, you know, we find out that a lot of these cases that we did cover, like, they did become movies on Lifetime. You know? That's true. Uh, you know, movies well, of really, the Really, at this point, what murder hasn't been a movie on Yeah, but, you know, it's got to have the requisite twists and turns. The Was it a murder or accident? Did they do it? Not them, who? That's all the stuff that, that lends the richness to these. And kids. the other
2: thing that's interesting is when a murder, especially an American citizen happens overseas, there's only a few countries in which you're going to get an investigation that's in any way similar to what would happen in the U.S. A lot of places just don't investigate properly or Ooh, yeah. investigate in ways that right. make it incredibly complicated to figure out what actually happened. Uh, especially, you know, and the the, the the weird twist with that is there's a lot of really – popular tourist destinations that will deliberately under-investigate because they want it, things to look like an accident, and they don't want to send a right. message that it's a dangerous place to go. Sure. So there's that aspect as well. The investigations also are very different.
3: Yeah, they don't want their tourism.
1: Yeah, right. Plus, we came up with a fun title, which is <laughs> half the battle. <laughs> Speaking of, honey, where are we slaycating
3: today? Well, today, our slay expedition brings us to a scenic, opulent safari adventure in Zambia. Safari? We get to go on safari? Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. A country in Southern Africa, in Kowafi National Park. Okay, cool. (laughs) What do you guys think of when you hear the word safari? What comes to mind? I mean, I,
1: there's like the hunting ones, which I am so not into. And then there's the looking at
3: animals one. Right. right. I'm not am... into either, just to <laughs> be honest. But I did not even realize that they were hunting safaris. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I did not. Did you know that, Jerry? I didn't yeah. know.
2: You know, I only, I'd say in the last decade, sort of made that connection. But do you remember that Cecil the lion? Got... Oh, my God. So that was, That's right. that uh, was a dentist. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yes. the
3: dentist that killed the lion. The
2: lion, and by naming the lion, it became an issue. But that was a, that was on a hunting safari.
3: That's right. I think that was 2015.
1: Yeah, the Trump the Trump kids go on the mm-hmm. safari and pose with yeah. like dead giraffes and other things. Yeah.
3: That... Well, what I didn't realize was how expensive that is. Hmm. Do you, the hunt do you know how? Ex- yes. T- take a wild guess. What do you think? Just give a range, Josh. What, what do you think it would? take to go on an african hunting ferrari josh just... is not on mic so we can <laughs> right. we can we can say what he says what do you think it would cost to just we're not even talking about anything like the flight or anything we're talking about just the price tag
1: josh is an avid rhino hunter so he knows exactly like the most unlikely thing that i would wait ever well, say about jerry that. what would you pay to kill exotic animals I would pay to not kill exotic exactly. animals. Exactly. I would pay to. I would pay to kill keep... the people who are
3: killing yeah, exotic I, I, animals.
2: I, I think that whole thing is just so disgusting. I have nothing against you know hunting in general, especially if you're you know hunting and eating it or whatever. But like to go out for the sole purpose of killing majestic animals to hang them on your wall just yeah. seems. It's just not for me. I think and it's gross.
1: The things that they make, like they were making ashtrays out of like an elephant's foot mm-hmm. and like fly swatters out of tail, like. I don't right. know. Pretty and they're also, awful. The, the
2: other thing that I learned about these hunting safaris is they're so lame in terms of the hunt. Like, there are people that I know in my family who, who hunt deer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a process. Like, you have to go, you have to wait, you're on your own, it's cold, you know, you gotta take care of the deer yourself, skin it, cut it up for meat and all that. That's like real hunting. These safari hunting, they, it's all set up for you,
1: right? So you're, you are going to get what you came for? They've oh, set well, it up. Yeah, for that mu- that kind of money, I guess. Which we haven't figured out how much.
2: I'm just saying all this is my pretext for what I'm guessing it's an extraordinary amount. I all assume right, so it's a take crazy a, amount. You of take money. a guess, Jerry. I'm guessing. And are we, is it like you go out and you get to kill all five of the big five, or is it? Like how does it work? (laughs) The big five. Who are the big five? Is it the big three? Right. It's like rhino, giraffe, lion, jaguar. It's so crazy. So Uh, it's uh, the
3: white rhino is actually the the most expensive and carries. But aren't those uh,
1: uh, like uh, I thought those were on the endangered list? Sorry, you're
2: about to be on the endangered list. (laughs) (laughs) I have been on the endangered list for quite some time. Well, as
3: I was saying, sorry, honey. White rhino. The white rhino has a price tag of a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars oh my god that does not include anything else that's just uh, that's just when you check off a box that says white rhino but that doesn't
2: include like the actual place you stay and all that kind of stuff that's just the
3: it doesn't include the plane fare it doesn't include the travel it takes to get to the place that you're staying at the lodging
2: five times more than what i would
1: have thought was the most expensive amount i was gonna say a hundred thousand dollars okay Right. I was gonna say a hundred thousand dollars. Because that's just a stupid number. Right. That well, there's was really there's certainly nothing better you could do with a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, right? Right. I mean, Until
2: that's...
3: I thought well, look, it's, I thought it, they were it, endangered. We well, that's a whole other thing. Oh. Here's the thing. The reality of it is, as we can see, it's all about money. And when you have lots of money, pretty much you can do anything you want. That's it in a nutshell.
2: The Southern White Rhino once thought to be extinct, it is now thriving in protected sanctuaries, which means maybe they're allowed to breed them for hunting. I, I, well, I, don't, I don't understand how that
3: works. That's why probably it's so expensive. Mm. So you're basically like, here's a lot of money so that I can hunt this. Right. What about a regular rhino? All right. I don't. It, it's all expensive. Right. It's all expensive.
1: Um, I don't know why anyone would want to do that. I got. I got to be honest. I. I don't know why. Why would you want to kill one of these things? I would pay so much money to go see it, hmm. enjoying well, its life.
3: I love that we're so neutral on the hunting issue. <laughs> right. No strong feelings here, guys. <laughs> well, specifically the the, tro- the the trophy hunting. That
2: hunting in general, I don't have any issue with. I, I think it's fine. I, I just it's the paying to go specifically kill a majestic animal that. Well, look, for me- For no reason other than just- It doesn't feel fun. No.
3: Fun fact, 60% of all safari hunting is done and supported by Americans. I thought it would be higher. (laughs) Well. (laughs) But I guess what is like British,
2: Americans, Australians- Probably. Well, it's not going to be done by people who live there. No.
1: And- No. This is the richest nation, right? I think we've set
2: the stage- this All right, so a this takes place hunt. on an opulent... Takes place in this opulent uh, trophy hunting. Safari. Yes,
3: yes. So our sleigh case today revolves around Lawrence Patrick Rudolph, known as Larry, and uh, Bianca Teresa Venezio Rudolph. She doesn't have a nickname? No, we're, we're going to just call her Bianca. Me. So it's Larry and Bianca. Okay. okay, Larry and Bianca met at the University of Pittsburgh, and the lore is, is that it was love at first sight. Or at least the one undergrad that would go out with him. Who knows? Either way, they ended up together. Larry was attending the dental school at the university, and Bianca was a pretty undergrad there. They coupled up, married in 1982, and together they would go on to have two children a girl, Anna Bianca, and a boy, Julian. And the daughter would actually follow in her father's footsteps. Her father was a dentist. What's with the dentists and the animals? <laughs> Well, the son went on to law school. Anyway, as you can probably guess by our topic of discussion here. I think I just did. (laughs) Larry and Bianca very much enjoyed the wealth and reaped the rewards of Larry's thriving dental practice, Three Rivers Dental. Traveling and hunting and going on these hunting safaris were a family affair, and definitely stalking big prey was a hobby both Larry and Bianca immensely enjoyed. It was a trip that they would pretty much take once or twice a year, if not even more. Wow. And yeah, it wasn't unusual even for them to, for her even, to go alone. Gee whiz. So they what were the very hell? serious about this. This was... Look, you're a
1: dentist and all day you got to just stare into people's gaping maws and like whatever. Maybe that does make you want to kill stuff. Well, but uh, you'd think,
3: but... Geez. Okay. All right. She didn't. Yeah, she wasn't doing it. But, you know, to be honest, he wasn't either at, at a certain point, but that's a whole other thing. They even had a cabin that they kept in this particular safari. So they were going to Africa. Yeah. Okay. To to hunt.
1: Zambia. Right. Okay. Right.
2: Specifically, they were hunting on this particular trip, they were hunting a particular leopard. Mhm. Was a leopard or jaguar? Am I getting that right? No, it's a leopard. Leopard, right. Um that that Bianca Really, really wanted to kill a Uh. a leopard.
3: Yeah, she really needed to check that leopard off. Right. She needed... It was important.
2: Right. So they were there leopard hunting. Yes.
3: And both of them had become members of the Safari Club International, which protects the right to hunt. And they had become members in 1986.
2: Yes. He had actually become the, the president at some
3: point yeah at some point he, Wait, larry was the president of
1: this hunting organization at he some, had yeah. in
2: 2009 he'd become president of safari club international gotcha and he even got the award it's called the weatherby award yes which is, a, which very is prestigious, a very prestigious award it's awarded for killing the hugest number of animals in multiple places the hugest number, number. right yeah
1: not the largest number You, huge like you, you, like,
2: you got to kill A lot of animals in a lot of different places. They kill there's a lot of people who kill a large number of animals. You gotta kill a huge number of animals to get this award. I'm quoting not from the official award description. Okay. But from people who are familiar with it. They don't say how many, but it's like you gotta be out there all the time killing animals to get this thing. It's it's a real
3: is wrong with people. Well, this group, they pride themselves as a conservation hunting and advocacy group. Between Bianca and Larry Between them, they scored 10 lions, a polar bear, elephant, a leopard, and, can you guess? A white rhino. Yes! Ding, 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 ding! That's right. That is correct! For (laughs) $125,000, you are correct! (laughs) That's right.
1: All right, so I hate these people. Please get eaten. I knew I knew you were going to want both of them dead as soon as we sat. <laughs> yeah, was like this is, there's going to be zero sympathy for anyone in this yeah. case. <laughs> and I hope there's irony Shut to it. I hope she's Adam, listening to Def Leppard while it's easy. happening. Easy. <laughs> easy. Slayer actually. Easy. Easy, yeah. easy guys. All right. Sorry. All right. We'll simmer, simmer. Oh my god. How much to hunt a
3: Larry? Sorry. Relax. Let's breathe. <laughs> Let's take some deep breaths. Okay, you picked right. the case. Don't get me all riled <laughs> up. You <laughs> knew this was going to happen. Yeah.
1: I did, I did. I, I was. You got, you had probably
3: the biggest animal lover in the world. I know, as your I know. Husband. So I know, you know, I know. like, uh, I know it's it's true.
1: I've had half a Celsius. I'm ready to fucking yeah. throw punches at Larry. I mean, the, the animals life. in
3: our house have Adam beautifully trained. <laughs> okay, I'm aware. I mean, it's pretty. They impressive. even let him sleep in your bed sometimes. Oh, absolutely. They're they bad. take him out for walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty, at any time. Discipline um, is not a thing no, with those animals. No, no, it's not. They're good animals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: I love some of your animals. That's right. You don't like our cat. Our because cat he... stole Jerry's lunch one time. I remember that. Not
2: just Not just a little bit of it. Just really just went in there and took all my lunch. I do like him. I like OJ. He did
1: surgically open your sandwich, mm-hmm. grab a hunk of turkey, mm-hmm. and run away. And you wouldn't have even seen him. I think I saw it. He yeah. did do that. It was,
2: it was crazy. Yeah,
1: you wouldn't have even noticed.
2: But that's also when I learned. I for some reason never knew his name was OJ. Right. And then I learned that. Right. Which also is appropriate since he brings dead animals into your house. Yes, he well, is it's, a killer. Well,
3: it's funny because nobody will call him OJ. What do you mean? I mean, I, I Oh, I yeah, rest. we don't, yeah. He's
1: an orange tabby cat his name is OJ, but we we say Orange Julius, but we actually call him Tiny Tiger because he looks like a, a tiny he tiger, like a little tiger. And right. if fucking Larry and Bianca tried to shoot fucking Tiny Tiger, yeah, <laughs> I would <laughs> listen, kick the I've shit actually, out of easy,
3: you. easy, easy, easy. Okay. That's
2: <laughs> obviously I love looted death. I've actually come around on OJ. I like him right now. OJ he's, man, he's, he yeah, I, 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 he's grown on me. Right. We yeah, have, a, we have a...
3: n- nobody look, when I when he had to go to the vet. Nobody would say OJ. Well, they just call him Orange. They just call him Orange. Which is funny because well, he's an orange cat and they're just like, Orange? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. We're not stupid. <laughs> so I insist they call him Mr. Julius. <laughs> uh, just out of respect. I'm like, you don't know him like that. <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's get back to this, all right, okay, yeah. these two assholes. Yes. yes. Fucking hunting. Anyway, for... anyway. So it was on September 27, 2016, in the year of our Lord, Bianca and Larry boarded a flight from Arizona and began the journey to Zambia, where their hunting hijinks would commence at Kafui National Park. Bianca was the only one slated for this uh, trip to hunt, this go-around, but Larry was going to be in attendance because he was going to go and offer his support and help his wife bag that leopard that Mm. she so desperately wanted. She had been trying to bag this leopard, apparently, for some time, and, well, it was the ever-elusive right. He just want um, to go masturbate. To pictures of dead animals. <laughs> oh Which can I just? I'm
1: just. Gonna, I'm just gonna. Can we get through this
3: story? I just digress for a second. Can we? Can we? Can, <laughs> can we I, get through the story? I gotta, I gotta just
2: ask you one thing. <laughs> oh my god! Right, because C- we know they've gone a few times to try and kill a leopard, right? Yeah. Do you think that the game, you know, because the guides who run the place, do you think they deliberately make it so she doesn't kill a leopard? Multiple times. That's a good To question. create drama, I, and keep them coming back and spending money.
3: I don't know, but to be honest with you, as devoted and it's like my love of yarn. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if somebody said to me, "Here's all the yarn, but there's one skein somewhere that I would need to find that yarn." Okay, Jim Just... pays
1: to hunt sheep. <laughs> no, I don't was paying $125,000 for <laughs> a ball of yeah. yarn. She paid $6,000 to shoot a yak. No, I didn't. Can I ask one question? So this 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 national park, Kafui. Yeah,
3: Kafui yeah, National it's Park. It's
1: both a hunting and a viewing, or is it just for hunting? And is it a huge place where wild animals are roaming free, or is it like sort of a pen where these idiots come in? I, and I believe I read that it's the size of
3: New Jersey.
2: Jersey. Yeah. I mean,
3: there's different parts of it. They have a part that's sort of cordoned off for hunting. Mm -hmm. Just like New Jersey. (laughs) So they arrived at this park, and they brought with them Remington 375 rifle and a Browning 12-gauge shotgun. And the next 10 days would be spent on the lookout and high alert for the ever-elusive prey that is a leopard. Do they just shoot other random things on yes, the way? Yes, I'm glad you ask. Oh, sure I'm do. I'm glad you Name asked. Name an animal. Oh, motherfuckers, man. Yes, yes. This trip, Bianca would bag a hippo, zebra, a warthog, an impala, but the ever-elusive... car? <laughs> the leopard would remain out of reach. Lucky leopard. Yeah.
1: I hate these people.
3: It's it's an interesting case because
2: there's, it might be the first case we've done where you already know, unless this is about the murder of an animal, a slain of an animal, we already know you have no sympathy for, for whoever's- Well, I met. have no
1: sympathy for the hunters. Right. Yeah. And look, if you're a hunter out there that likes to pay a lot of money and go to Africa and shoot majestic big game animals, I don't- Don't like, say it. I don't like just, you just, either. Just... <laughs> don't like you either. Uh,
3: you have. Very strong feelings about this. You don't? I, I'm trying to tell a story. Okay. Wow, you got
1: your storyteller <laughs> hat on and your- I do. I do.
3: This I is do. the
1: one time ever
3: <laughs> Kim has yeah. taken emotion out of it. So their trip was coming to a close now. Did they pay for a certain amount of time? Yeah, they. it was like 10 days, like from okay. September 27th yeah. to October 11th. It would be October 11th, 2016.
1: That's a long trip. That's yeah. more than
3: 10 days. yeah. Well.
1: Oh, maybe not. Okay. Anyway, whatever. So she's, she's killing everything in sight, but she can't get her hands on that goddamn leopard. Right.
3: You must die, leopard. Right, right, okay. right. She couldn't spot it. On this early morning of October 11th, they were at the uh, safari camp in their cabin. Larry kills her. <laughs> <laughs> He has an epiphany. He wakes well, like, up. This is wrong.
1: You bitch. What are you well, doing?
3: Well, it was suggested to Bianca, I think by one of the guides, if she wanted to stay a few extra days. Right. to, You know, try to. But they had a wedding to get back to. Their nephew was getting married. So, right. you know, they had to oh. decline that offer. So right. it was the morning of October 11th in the early morning hours on a Tuesday. And they were getting ready to, they uh-huh. were preparing, right, they were preparing to make that journey home and- A leopard attacked. No.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? But, that would be awesome. But
3: a loud blast could be heard from the cabin. Oh, it's just the two of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so upon hearing the gunshot blast and the commotion, the hunting guide and the game scout, who works closely with the Rudolphs on these adventures came rushing to the cabin and to their absolute horror, they found Bianca on her back on the floor, bleeding profusely from a gaping shot wound to the left part of her chest. Huh. The hole was like they said six to eight centimeters. Okay. I a a don't big know that's hole. It's a yeah. big hole. Was she wearing a leopard costume? No, no, no. Okay, she wasn't. But the guide had <laughs> mistaken identity. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying, oh, honey. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was trying, try, try. trying
2: not to. We got to just. I had to stop for that. Sorry, that was funny.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so she's dead on the ground. Larry's there.
3: Yeah, and he's he's hysterical. He's crying. He's
1: hysterical. He's crying. He's. Oh, he is. is uh, it just went off.
3: Yes, and apparently the guide said that he had cried out, my wife committed suicide. What am I going to tell my children? Oh, my goodness. So there was some She really wanted that leopard. Yeah. And anyway. You really didn't want to go to that wedding. What? What the fuck? Why are you (laughs) so mad? Because you keep interrupting me. (laughs) Isn't that my job?
1: (laughs) 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 job. Anyway,
3: (laughs) anyway. You don't have to do it every line. Oh, my God. Like, you know. Anyway, so so he 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 screamed out and he was hysterical and he ran to a nearby river and just and just was like I'm going to drown myself. I'm going to commit suicide like my wife committed suicide and he was doing all this performative or whatever the hell that was that he was doing that and the guide calmed him down and said no and 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 he was able to calm Larry down. Then Larry calmed down and then suggested that Perhaps it was just a tragic accident, and that maybe she accidentally shot herself while putting the gun in the bag. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there.
0: You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next.
1: I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline.
3: Listen to Murder in the Hollywood Hills for free each week or subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or
0: DatelinePremium.com to unlock new episodes one week early. Hi, I'm Lale Aracoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I I will call them ghosts of the past, from stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New
3: episodes of Women Who Travel
0: published every Thursday. Join us
3: wherever you listen. In any event it was clear that given the blood loss and the amount of time it would take for emergency first responders to get on site Bianca Rudolph did not stand a chance of surviving that injury and He would die on this Tuesday, October 11th, 2016.
1: First of all, do you really pack a loaded gun into your suitcase?
3: Well, no. No, and and in fact, Spencer Kakoma,
2: the guide, part of the guide's job is to make sure everyone's being safe. mm -hmm. Uh, So Spencer Kakoma, the guide who was the one who came running over in a matter of seconds, in fact,
3: from from the shotgun
2: blast, he was, just to set up a little bit of the scene, it's like five in the morning, which is when you're getting up for Hunting, hunting, right? Yeah. You're right. you're out. You're out the door pretty early. So the cabin is open. The doors are open. The windows are on. It's not. It's not like the middle of the night, five a.m. Are these like, like huts or something? Or are these? They're, uh... they're like no. They're proper little cabin houses. Cabins. Yeah, okay. and they
3: have a special cabin.
2: Right. They have a spec. Yeah, they have their own cabin. That they yeah. like. They. I don't know if they bought it or however I it think it was but built. So there's staff going in and out, bringing them coffee and helping gotcha. them. Gotcha. But the night before, Spencer Cacoma had checked and confirmed and, and seen that Bianca had definitely emptied the gun. He of, said he saw that. Of live ammunition. He witnessed yeah, that. He watched her do that. Mm. What she was doing that morning was cleaning the gun. That was right. to, to pack it. Because so, so they were there, leaving that day. They're leaving, yeah. So right. there should not. He saw her take the live ammunition out the night before. So there's no reason there should have been live ammo right. in the gun.
1: Mm. Right. No. Well, well but but if she's committing suicide, right? She'd put, ammo, she in the put gun? ammo in the gun. Right. Yeah. I love that, like, oh the kids the kids, what are we gonna do without you know, without her? I'm gonna go kill myself too. <laughs> yeah. Because, great idea. You know. I mean, obviously this is setting up a bullshit story here. You think? I think. How much do you have to pay to kill her? <laughs>
3: What's what what does she cost on the menu? As you were saying, honey. It was pretty evident that Larry was very interested in getting his wife's remains cremated and making sure that this very horrible time would be put behind him. I mean, he was devastated. Mm -hmm. It's not like he called family or his children. You know, he allegedly had said that he wanted to be able to hug them.
1: Wait, wait, you're saying he didn't call them?
3: No, no, not right away. In fact, they didn't find out until like a week after. The accident. So
1: he's there in Africa with right. his dead wife, and he's deal- He's more worried about having the body disposed
3: of, having it cremated, having yeah. the investigation just sort of.
1: Well, he's not investigating. No, no. he's not the investigating. Ev- the ev- but the, the Zambian, yeah.
3: right?
2: They they came and they said this is clearly yeah, they, they a tragic they, accident, right? Oh, they thought it was a clear, oh, yeah, them. right, yeah. yeah. They thought they thought there was no question, and so. Yeah, he was eager to, to put it behind him and he you know, she he found a local funeral home right there. And it was gonna it was a matter of a couple of days before she was going to be cremated.
3: Right. Right. Um, and just
1: feed her to a leopard. Sorry. Oh man. <sighs> I don't like her. This is my life.
3: Anyway.
2: There was one weird anomaly that Spencer Kakoma, the guide Just one. <laughs> Well, there's, a, there's one particular one that Spencer noticed right away, which was when the police came, Larry was describing what happened, and right. he said- He
3: was in the shower when this happened, and- Yeah. Oh, you it's know. okay
1: when she interrupts. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry. But, to but be I
3: fair, know. when when Kim
2: interrupts, it's, it's like she's working with me to tell the same story. Just buttressing? <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> An I of just coming in like <laughs> asshole sledgehammer? <laughs> I didn't say any of that, but whatever you think, man. Okay. <laughs> So he tells the police that, you know, he was in the shower or shower, or come out of the shower. He was wearing a towel, mm-hmm. heard the shot, feet away from him. Right. And Spencer Kakoma was like, well, that's a weird thing to say because he was definitely fully dressed because he'd been, Spencer had been in and out of the cabin. <laughs> right. At no point was Larry, <laughs> you know, wearing a towel. Right. It aroused some suspicion, mm-hmm. but wasn't in and of itself enough to. So there was just some fact
3: didn't match up or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. There definitely were a number of little inconsistencies right. and he he being Larry okay you know was really working behind the scenes to sort of get this locked and loaded no pun intended and just done he wanted her cremated he wanted the Zambian officials to check off that the investigation was done he was cleared and he would be able to go back home and word was too that he had even bribed an official to beat along the process
2: yeah i i read that but i didn't see any confirmation of it but the thing is whether whether he did did or didn't like you've got a very wealthy american at a game reserve who spends tons of money pumps right pumps millions of dollars into the local economy unless there's some obvious foul play right there wasn't really any reason necessarily for the zombie authorities to think there was anything right. amiss. And look, you know? she
1: didn't get her leopard. She paid all that money, yeah. 10 days.
3: So you can be in, in a very press.
1: disturbed uh, space. <laughs> right, I, right, mean, I, I guess. If you, that but she,
3: no, but the word was, too, she was looking forward to her nephew's wedding mm-hmm. and seeing and being with her family. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely didn't you r- think you it You it out? Yeah. Okay. There was
2: one other interesting twist to this so while because she was a u.s citizen she was reported to the it was whole thing was reported to the u.s embassy Mm -hmm. and they were suspicious they were what well one guy in particular uh a former marine guy named um otto Westhassel. right
3: wasn't he the counselor i don't know his official position i know he was with
2: the u.s embassy there he's a former marine he heard about this Hugh was suspicious because he thought it was odd that Larry was rushing so quickly. He said the whole thing feels like it's moving too fast. He heard that Bianca was going to be cremated two days after the shooting. Right. If you've ever been to the dentist, these guys take
1: their time.
2: (laughs) 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 And he just thought that was odd. So he, coincidentally, Otto had spent something like a decade as a weapons specialist in the Marines. Okay. So he went down to the funeral home.
3: Took photographs. Took
2: some photographs and measurements of the, the wounds. Okay. Um, just to
3: have it. Because no, right. no Cursory, one, just, all right, here we are. We have right. an American citizen. And <laughs> so Larry goes home, devastated.
2: Everyone is obviously, you know, this is a tragedy. She has two kids, she's got
3: a loving family, you know. Right. Also, side note, he had also offered to reach out. On Larry's behalf to his children. Otto. Right. Yeah. And this was weird. He told Otto not to do that. It wasn't necessary because they were his children from a previous marriage. I didn't see that. Yes. Yes. I've heard that from- But not her children. Not her children, but they are. They are her children. Yeah. I was going to say. But that's what he said. Weird. Very weird. Okay. I didn't know that. Wait, that's weird. Hang on.
1: Not to tell, tell them that their mother died? Mm-hmm. So he's just
3: a stepdad? No, okay. I, I've confused the situation. You've
1: confused me.
3: Essentially what happened was, while he was having a conversation with the consular about his deceased wife, and he had offered to reach out on Larry's behalf to tell their children, and Larry refused, and he told him, no, you don't need to reach out to them. They're my kids from a different relationship, from a oh, previous marriage. So he just lied. So then, he lied. Oh. Which
2: also, by the way, well, is a really, even if they're from a previous marriage, that's still a weird thing to say. You. Like, thank yeah. you. So, None of that makes sense. So he goes home. You know, She's cremated. He goes home. And um, he lets, obviously, there's a life insurance policy. So he lets the life insurance. I think nine of them. No, but it turns out there's nine. Nine life insurance. Nine life insurance policies. At seven different life insurance companies. Huh. Begging the question, why'd you double up twice? But, you know, <laughs> right. I don't know why you do Innocent that. Innocent mistake. Yeah. I, 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 no, yeah. once, mistake. You, once you get to six Innocent. or seven, who can keep track? Right. So he's got $5 million of life insurance policies that he notifies. They all do their due diligence. And all seven companies with nine policies conclude that this was, in fact, a terrible tragedy and an accident and pay out the money.
3: Almost $5 million. $5
1: million. You and then he tells his kids when he gets back to the States. Well, here's
3: the interesting thing. Hey, where's mom? What he, they still don't know. They're they going to st- learn from the podcast. And they were freaking out <laughs> because- <laughs> They're learn they, from the show. <laughs> <laughs> they learned from the what? The from show. the podcast, from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, kids. No, you know what? I have to Sorry, say- honey, she, I... She's not still running around looking for a leopard. <laughs> Yeah, right. (laughs) Actually, the children were trying to reach, and I think they started to become alarmed because they couldn't reach their mother, and they couldn't contact her, and they couldn't... How old are these kids again? They're grown. They're grown. They're They're grown. Young adults. In fact, the daughter is a dentist like her father and was working in that practice. Larry had reached out to his son uh, when he was getting ready to fly back to... I think he was on a layover in Johannesburg. And he reached out to his son and asked his and told his son about his mother's right. passing and asked his son to reach out to to the his daughter. sister, yeah, the, the sister, daughter. Yeah. So much for being there to hug them, but right. um I've got bad news. We didn't get the leopard. Also, mom's dead.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: All right. So, anyway. so so Bianca
2: had a big circle of friends. She was actually really well liked. You know, one of her friends was devastated about the accident Mm -hmm. and when larry says you know tells her that bianca was cremated you know overseas Uh all of her alarm bells go off because bianca was was catholic there was no way that bianca would have wanted to be cremated and larry never has a big catholic funeral for her at home so it's very strange to set off alarm bells for the friend right Why wouldn't he have flown the body home and had a proper wake and a Catholic mass and all of that? Right. So she contacts, the friend contacts the FBI and says, you need to know, my friend Bianca would not have wanted to be cremated. So that's suspicious. You should also know that Larry was having a very obvious affair with his dental... (laughs) Dental hygienist. I you can't make this up, but Larry was having an affair with his dental hygienist named Lori Milliron. Yeah, Lori. Lori Milliron. Lori, and that he must have killed his wife to be with Lori and get the money. So this opens up a whole Pandora's box of questions and investigation by the FBI.
3: Which I gotta say, I find fascinating. I'm fascinated that. Somebody just called the FBI and said, take a look at this. And the FBI was like, OK. In
2: a way, it's like this phone call from her to the FBI had, it's like the checklist of things the FBI would want as an affair, convenient murder overseas, the nine insurance policies is a red flag.
3: That is a red
2: flag. And the fact that it's, you know, now it's an international issue and the insurance companies are all in different states, so it's a multi-state they might broad. be. They might be animal lovers. They might be animal lovers. That's a good point. <laughs> You're like, take this fucking guy yeah. down.
1: Let's do it.
2: I mean, do it. Oh man, it's true. They might be. You know, maybe you get the right, <laughs> the right
1: vegan FBI guy yeah, on the right day. Exactly. You know, the um, thing that really struck me was how Ron the Rhino, Thomas, and uh, <laughs> Bill Hippo Jones <laughs> were like. <"Grr.">
3: anyway, <laughs> the thing that really struck me was just. How not a nice guy he was. He Larry? was just not a nice yeah. guy. Like,
1: the bloodthirsty yeah. dentist, wife killing I mean, dentist is not a nice guy. That is
3: well, crazy. Well, just meaning that there were just so many things that, like, if I knew somebody like that, would just make me bristle. Yeah. Like
2: if, a, if, I mean, he's the head of the safari club right. in 2009. Until I mean, there's tons of YouTube
3: videos of him just yeah. pontificating and just. It, he's it, he's like a um, pontificating about what just anything. anything. Oh, I see. Yeah. He's anything like, a like when he's trying to when he's running the, to be president of that safari club. Yeah, and the commercials for mm-hmm. the dental practice.
2: It's one of these dental practices where their selling point is they use heavy sedation, right? Right. So you don't mm-hmm. feel a thing. However, he's also been accused of uh, inflating. Fraud. Yeah. With the dental practice, where apparently because he has people under heavy sedation, he can do things like leave fillings open that will then require more stuff like root canals. So he's been accused of stuff like that with the dental practice.
3: Yeah, since 2011.
2: Yeah. And in 2011, the Safari Club actually stripped him of his presidency before any of this happened um, for all kinds of abuse of power and and all kinds of stuff so they he actually sued them for defamation and breach of contract
1: wait they they kicked him out of the safari club for dental no they kicked him out for for
2: safari club issues oh and took away his presidency and stripped him of all of his titles and basically erased him from the club and he sued them and the only thing that he got out of the lawsuit was that he was able to keep his weatherby award for killing a huge number of animals in multiple places so well,
1: you know. Well, he was. What's I mean,
3: also they ha- they have, believe it or not, a whole ethical component to that role as well. And word was being circulated that he was having an affair. Mm-hmm. So his wife was also forced to testify, and oh, he- so she knew about the mm-hmm. affair. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's ah. what they say. I mean. Well, she he was traveling with Lori, I, a lot. I know, but she claims that she didn't know. Well, she testified she didn't know. The wife said she didn't know about the The wife said she didn't know, but
2: it seems like like she would have. And in fact, Larry and someone else said that she did know. I mean, he was pretty open about it. He was traveling with the dental hygienist. Right.
3: Well, it's not uncommon for everybody else to know but the wife. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) We're all looking at you. I don't know what's happening right now. Hey, this is Kim. You know me. I love a good true crime podcast. Well, I'm not the only one who's excited for The Burden, a new true crime series from Orbit Media, the folks who brought you the number one hit, Empire on Blood. Anyway, The Burden tells a story of Detective Louis Florella, once celebrated for solving the toughest cases in New York City in the 90s. But things took a turn when a group of convicted murderers, all claiming to be innocent, became jailhouse lawyers, and began investigating the investigator. Turns out, they uncovered all kinds of issues with Detective Sclorella's involvement in dozens of cases, which led to the release of over 20 people he helped convict. Not only that, but the government had to pay out a record-breaking 150 million in wrongful conviction settlements, with more to come. The question is, Can these potentially wrongly convicted murderers get themselves released too? You'll have to listen to find out. The Burden, which includes first-time interviews with Detective Sclorella himself, is out now with new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Hello, this is Dr. Grande.
1: It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts.
2: The other thing he did that was certainly, I would put under the, the heading of sketchy, was he accused of having shot off part of his own thumb Yeah. Uh, on safari
3: to collect disability money. Did that? Was that ever proven or... This was another strange thing because he had went off to allegedly go fishing and then said that a crocodile, in the scurry of trying to reel in a fish, he was assaulted by a crocodile and bit off the tip of his thumb. (laughs) And he had, at this point, taken out private insurances for disability. Uh. How convenient. And he took it further by... Having it, basically, he ended up getting a 3.5 settlement. 3.5 million. Right. 3.5 $3. Right. $3. million dollars settlement. And would be paid like $30,000 a month for the next 10 years. Right. He stopped working as a dentist. Right. hmm He took out a
1: very specific crocodile policy. <laughs> hmm Just like with the hunting. You.
3: But that's the thing, though. Oh, sir, this is an alligator policy? <laughs> wow. But the thing... The thing was was that because it was in a foreign country, it was also in the crocodile? Zambia. Yeah, same place. Yeah. Right. And just the cost or or whatever, you know, having somebody go there to investigate and do all of that. They just They let it slide. Well, they ended up just settling it by just paying it out. Gotcha. So but friends. (laughs) But 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 there was a lot of suspicion surrounding that. Like Mm -hmm friends were like "Mm, i don't know if that is how that really went down i mean the crocodile right okay and the guides that were there had even noted that he didn't look as disheveled as you would expect one to look had you been had you been in uh (laughs) right (laughs) wrestling with a crocodile and having your tip of your thumb (laughs) bit off and that all things considering he seemed pretty calm right well, if you think
1: that story's bullshit, wait till right. you hear the next one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thought that was a crock. So the FBI gets involved. They pretty quickly find their way to um, to Otto, the former Marine who mm-hmm. took the photos. Okay, because they, you know, they they go there. They say who did what, who investigated what. Obviously, word gets out. They it's U.S. Embassy. They're talking to him. He shows them the photos, and the photos are consistent with her having been shot from uh, two and a half to three feet away. Right. right. They're not photos of someone who, like, there's no way she could have, with her as a woman. Was it in a rifle or is it a, it's it, a handgun? It, it was a rifle.
3: It was the shotgun. It was yeah, the Browning. A, it's kind of hard to shoot shotgun. yourself
2: in the chest with a shotgun. Well, and also from that distance, they actually mocked up, like, a dummy with her size and, right. Were, like, could she have even held a rifle three feet for the shotgun from right. uh, three the feet
3: away? The FBI from her size. also conducted a series of tests using test subjects where they had tried to simulate. You brought people in and shot them. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking well, Zambia, man! Don't <laughs> kill anything. Essentially, I mean, not necessarily the the gun going off, no, but know, okay. but you know the positioning and, right. and seeing if that was even possible. The one
2: thing here that, that's interesting though is he he was actually very you know he was making all this money every month from the insurance policy from the thumb thing. His net worth was somewhere between five and ten million dollars at the time. He had a $2 million prenup with Bianca. So if they ever got divorced, you'd get $2 million. But the guy had money. Theoretically had money, right? We don't know. But this is what we're hearing, right? So the money motive for the life insurance is his attorneys were like, it's a little bit flimsy because he has money. Right. He has money coming in. Like, why would he? It's not the usual Yeah. Case it's not like you don't with... have money and you're right. going to go do this horrible thing to get money. Like... Right, right. And so then the theory was, oh, he was doing this just so he could be with Lori. Mm -hmm. Um, Well,
3: to be fair, she was more than a hygienist. Well, she was a dentist, too. No, she was not a dentist. She was a hygienist. That's how she started. But then she was managing the whole practice. Oh, she was juggling a lot of balls. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's correct. Thank you.
2: She was. But um bum Hey. So she was managing the practice. But the point is, even if it's like, oh, he wanted to leave his wife and he didn't want to pay out the $2 million, it still feels odd. It's like, just get to divorce and make a settlement agreement with your wife. Then there was so then he was not going to do that. He wasn't going to do that. that. And then the... she she also people were saying she would never do that because she was Catholic. So, so she herself. would never No. Well, that, but also that she would never agree to divorce. Oh, I see. Nobody around them has ever said like, that they were... I mean, there was an affair happening, but like generally people said they seemed like they were a couple with ups and downs. There wasn't a sense of imminent, like someone's going to do something crazy.
3: Other than killing animals. Apparently, Lori did give him an ultimatum where she basically said, look, get rid of Bianca or I'm out of here. Yeah, but I think she meant divorce. Look, I'm not saying, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> I mean, I know that I know that in the criminal trial, they made that into like... Uh, yeah, I think you read uh, that a
1: little different <laughs> than she said it, honey. And
2: Lori, by the way, Lori's in prison for 17 years. Yeah. Wait, what? So for for being an accessory after the fact, for obstruction of justice and so Oh, that's a leap else. ahead. Okay, well, yeah. hang on. Uh, yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll that's back. all right. I but... just said that.
1: So they've gone to Zambia they've re-examined these pictures of wounds. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is not consistent with somebody shooting themselves. She must right. have been shot by somebody else. It was probably the guy who lied and said he was in the shower who wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they were the only two in the house. So now they're like, okay, it looks like Larry shot her. Is that where they're at? That's where they're at, and they- Regardless of the motive.
2: Yeah, that's where they're at. They're okay. like, there wasn't anyone else in the room. Okay. And another thing just to say on, on this is, that's their theory- But it's also, remember, that the safari lodge was pretty busy. It was 5 a.m. People were awake. People are coming in and out of the the cabin. So if you're going to shoot someone else in one of these cabins at that hour with people coming in and out, you got to, like, really find a window because there's a lot of activity. Right. Right. So that's a little bit odd. But they decide he was the only person there. These wounds are consistent with someone else shooting her. Therefore, he shot her. Just gone
1: on safari and shot her while they were hunting.
3: This investigation took a number of years, too, because this was in uh, 2016 when this had occurred. He wouldn't get arrested until December. 2021. Right, December yeah, was, is 2021. Oh, yeah. After Bianco's funeral, that Lori woman would move into the house. Mm-hmm. Sure the kids were thrilled? <laughs> they were not. Right. But she moved in. They even got a condo. In Mexico. Okay. And they would go back and forth there. I don't think she was very comfortable in the house, so he paid three million to build her a love nest not far so that they can move in there, I okay. believe.
2: So then they have the trial. They bring in a guy, so they find they find this bartender named Brian Lovelace. Bishop. Bishop. Wait, what? wait. Bishop Brian Lovelace. Brian. Brian Lovelace. Right. Brian. How did you forget that name? No, no, (laughs)
3: no. Okay. How did you forget (laughs) Brianela coming back? They find There was a restaurant that they would frequent. Called Bishop's. (laughs) No. <laughs> Bishop Lovelace. They would go to this restaurant and the oh, bar- Steak 44. It was like a hangout. Who would go there? Lori and, and Larry, uh, Larry. Yeah. was okay. kind of In recent, recent years. Oh, like, I see. So they like, would hang out and go to yeah. this place, and a bartender
1: there named Brian Lovelace- yes. Yeah, who
3: they would become friendly with. and right. Said that it's a very loud
2: place, you can't hear anything, except there happened to be a break in the music and a lull in the conversation. I killed her! And he heard her- Pretty And they, he'd seen them arguing, and he hears Larry say to Lori- I killed my fucking wife for you. <gasps> what an unfortunate break right. in the music. So at trial, <laughs> they bring Brian in and he testifies. And Larry, by the way, does take the stand in his own defense. And when questioned about this, says it was very loud. And what, what Brian didn't hear was the part where I said, and, and now they're saying, I've killed my uh, fucking wife
3: for you, right? <laughs> so- <laughs> they didn't hear the part where I said, JK. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he <laughs> his defense was what he actually said was the FBI thinks I killed my fucking wife for you. Right. right. Yeah. Well, which she could have been. Yeah. She could have been saying for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to admit that's a nice save. It is really. I mean, whether it's <laughs> that's a true good save. or not, right. it's a good one. It's a good save. Yeah, like It's a good save. You know, like like right. when I read that, I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: don't become a dentist if you're dumb. <laughs> Like, if they catch you on
2: tape saying, Would you like to buy this cocaine? You say, Wouldn't it be crazy if I were to say something like,
3: <laughs> Exactly. And in fact, him and Lori were tried together, together which right. is weird. Yeah, that's an that, odd, odd yeah. one. I don't think totally fair to her. Definitely not really? fair to her. I don't know that I'm or weeping or feel
1: sorry. Does she kill animals? Don't know. I don't think so. I don't so. think she's. Okay, then it's not fair.
3: Fair enough. Right? right? Mm-hmm. But they did go on trial. Together, and their trial would begin on July 2022. Mm -hmm. So not even... What did she do?
1: What did she do? Yeah, I mean, she's having an affair with a married guy, and he kills his wife. So
3: they got her on... To answer your question, Lori was indicted for accessory after the fact, obstruction of justice, and five counts of perjury. So
1: basically, they're saying she knew... Yep. Yeah, She didn't go to the police. Mm-hmm. She didn't say and then she lied on the stand about it. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Okay. Right. Lied Lara, to the grand
3: jury. Which we don't but know. Why? We don't know whether she knew or didn't
1: know. But why was she on the stand? I mean but just as a was, witness. She wasn't she
3: wasn't on stand. She didn't she didn't take the stand. Said they tried to the perjury, that. I don't she know. She was she I don't was, was, know where the perjury uh, happened. What grand jury really is when they just question you. Okay. So they're saying That's she lied a it. She was lying. All right. I would have to say it. Oddly enough, his attorney <laughs> Oh, wow. That's right. (laughs) His name Lion. His attorney is... is Jerry knows the attorney.
2: His attorney is a a guy that I knew from debating in high school. Oh. Yeah. I I kept seeing the name David Marcus, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I knew David Marcus. And then I saw the picture, and I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, that's
1: cool. Is it, though? Wait, this is the attorney for Larry? For Larry. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's a defense
3: guy. Uh, yeah. yeah hey, you know a lot of shady right. defense guys.
2: Look, everybody needs a good defense lawyer. That is true. You know, true. a lot a lot. Not of, everybody, hopefully. Well, everybody who's accused of a crime right. should get the best possible defense lawyer. Right. And David is a good defense lawyer. Right. But not good enough. Well, it's an interesting case because the insurance money, it turns out, went into a trust for the kids. Okay. So he didn't even take the money right. for himself. Is that... Um, really? Yeah. Well, that's what they said at trial.
3: I don't know if I believe that. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to defend you, it. Wait. You, are, are you saying you don't believe Jerry? <laughs> no, wait. That's I, what I read. I, I, I mean, I'm I just saying you know. that if that's what the attorneys in his defense... I don't oh, know. to say,
1: like, it can't possibly be a motive. He didn't even take it.
3: Well, that's what their defense was, was that it wasn't um, right. monetarily motivated because, you know, he's practice took nine, was thriving. and Right. But he had...
1: You know, nine policies. Didn't you say nine or seven or whatever? Yeah, he had a lot of policies. That's a red flag, I think. No, seems like a lot of policies. Yeah, but yeah, he was found
2: guilty. Guilty. David. David did the best he could. He did the best.
3: (laughs) No, he he was found guilty and sentenced for life in prison. He will serve a concurrent sentence of twenty years. He will serve a concurrent sentence of twenty years for filing fraudulent life insurance claims, and he was ordered to pay more than almost $5 million in restitution and a fine of $2 million. But he gets to keep his award. Oh,
1: yeah, I guess he does. The Weatherby Award.
3: Yeah. For huge
1: animal killings. Huge yeah. numbers you of know, it, huge animal killings. All right, so he's in jail now. He's he, in jail. He's in jail. And she's and in jail, too?
2: She is for 17 years. Wow. <laughs> um, they yeah, just they... tried this year for a... A, re- retrial. a retrial, which was denied. Okay. There's new evidence, but you know it's an interesting case because it happened overseas. There was not a proper investigation by the U.S. authorities. All what they really had were the
1: photos and measurements taken by Otto of the body before it was cremated. Why were they obvious to them when they came back when the FBI came there, and not obvious at the time? Why was what obvious? The the wounds that like oh this is this couldn't possibly have been done by somebody themselves. I don't know
2: that Otto was thinking of in those terms because gotcha he was, as a matter of just sort of data collection, just compelled to do that. Right. Some people collect
1: baseball cards. But I
2: don't know. I, you know, I, I didn't look into whether or not Otto tried to raise a red flag right. at all. I, I don't know. Well, but he was it, just suspicious. Yeah. Like, I, mm, something But once the rotten. authorities were like, no, it's, it was an accident, and mm-hmm. the insurance companies paid, know, out. paid out. It was like,
1: okay. Did it ever pay off with that guide saying, like, he said he was wearing a towel, but he was fully dressed? Yeah, he
3: testified. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, they brought the people that were with him, his guy, the ex wife of right. the Game Scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody who saw or heard anything. On,
1: on the show 321 Contact, the Bloodhound Gang once solved a crime because somebody said they were in the shower, but that the mirror was not foggy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good really. So, I was wondering if that was going to come into play. I was going to get really excited. So, this
2: is your meat and potatoes top shelf slaycation. It if, really if is. If we're to believe the findings of the trial, then it is someone who literally tried to murder someone overseas and right. make Fun it look fact, like an accident. He got Larry
3: a, was a Trump supporter. I was not going to bring that up. I have to bring that up. That's just, shocking. Just, That's
1: just sh- because yeah, but his, shocking. Trump kids love killing animals. Yeah. All these people that love killing yeah. animals, I
3: assume, are of the same sort of mindset. But did you know that Larry considered running for congress did you know that larry petitioned the trump administration
2: to be a member of yes. the cabinet
3: yes for fish and, fish wildlife. and wildlife yeah
1: that
2: cabinet mm-hmm. he yeah. was begging them to to be on let
1: him be part of fish and wildlife so we yes. can make less, less of the, them
2: to be in the in the cabinet <laughs> right like yeah
1: we can make less of them because that's what they they're looking for dr hunters right although the trump administration might have found him perfectly suitable oh i'm sure they would have made it legal to like bring in all those like animal parts and stuff, and endangered species would be no more. Yeah, they yeah. would just uh, rewrite everything. Did he just take an opportunity to kill her? You think, or like was this planned out? But look, he was nice enough to do it on the day ten. Let her have the full safari. Well, You're I so find tired. it weird. I mean, her I, worth. I know
2: it seems very cut and dried, but there's parts of the story that seem weird to me. Like, first of all, it seems so extreme for him to kill her. I mean, that's the most extreme thing you can do to another person, right? It's just like...
3: Do you think that maybe it was just a tragic accident? I, I don't know.
2: like Because also doing it then is the stupidest time to do it. Like, if you're planning to kill someone...
3: I don't know. I got to say, I think that that's what he counted on. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, it's interesting because just the stuff that I was reading about him that just kind of gave me the... Uh, he's icky. He's not... He is. He's right.
2: icky, but that doesn't... I, I'm, it, I'm no, suffering. that's true. I'm, that's
3: true. But it does say something about your character. It does. It does say something about who you are to your core. If you are able to rationalize shooting off your thumb to get money, right. swindling your patience. Which, which is all... I mean, all, that says that's all something. Her, it's all hearsay. It's all right. hearsay. So... so. But he, even so, he had to admit that he had even lied during that defamation. Right. He had to admit
1: on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.
2: and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. But so he- here's the thing that just I think is so odd is like you've got 10 days when you're out hunting, right? So every morning you're loading your guns with with ammo, then you're out for hours with guns in places where something bad could happen. Why would you choose to Because shoot it's someone? I got
3: to make it look like oh it's an accident. Oh my god. I mean you got going to do that right out the gate.
2: He would have to sell it as suicide yeah. because the gun had been emptied and they were headed home. So the only way to sell it is to say she put a bullet in the gun and shot herself.
1: Well, which... actually he wanted to make it seem like an accident and then the guy said I saw the gun was empty and maybe he was like oh then it must have been a suicide. Maybe it was a switch yeah
2: maybe but it's like if you think about like the size of that gun and her like if he thought it through i'm saying like if he really was planning it and thought it through that is in some ways the worst scenario like it doesn't
3: and to physically... do it in the house i don't know i think the, the i think a guy like him doesn't really have much regard for what other people he think. just thinks he's gonna just do yeah it it's just like i yeah. said it so that's what it is i mean there's a certain personality that thinks like no. I get my way, I do what I want, I say what I say, and everybody's just supposed to fall in line. Right. I mean, he doesn't really give a shit. Right. It's like, I said this, and Then why so did he do it is? on day one? No, because in his mind, it wouldn't work if he did it on day one.
1: So there is thinking. There's, he, he is smart. In the sense of like evil genius, like, or evil. Maybe he just didn't think through the details of like size of
2: gun versus size of person and stuff like that. Or like, gun person. I mean, I would be like, uh, I can't,
1: you can't shoot yourself like this. Yeah. He said it was an accident that she accidentally shot herself. Well, he started with
2: suicide. He did start with suicide. He immediately started with, right, because he said by Oh, right, just he said herself. like she killed herself, right. Then he changed it to, well, maybe it was just an accident.
3: I mean, I, I think he went in there just figuring, I'm just going to throw all these theories until something kind of sticks. I'm right. going to be just as bewildered and as, oh, my God. is. As- mm-hmm. Now You said she was hunting and he
1: wasn't. Right. So all day long, he's just thinking like, ah, how am I going to do this? Probably. Right? And That's like,
3: probably exactly what he, came what up he with, was thinking.
1: Ah, on the last day, I'll just shoot her.
3: Like he ran out of ideas. I don't know. I don't I, know. I mean, do you think that there's a remote possibility that he could be not guilty. That wouldn't be consistent
2: with the gunshot wounds. If there was no one else in that place and those wounds are, the measurements
1: are correct, then she was shot by him. You should have found that crocodile and brought it to the cabin and let the crocodile attack her. That's not funny. Why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, he came back from my other thought. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I think he's not guilty. I just think. Well, here's the thing. The jurors. It's not not super cut and dried. The
3: jurors initially were kind of on the fence. Yeah. It wasn't until he testified Mm -hmm. on his own behalf. So that, that plays into what you were saying, Kim, where you're like, he thinks
1: he's so smart and he thinks he's so going to win everybody over. And like, I know everything. So maybe that, yeah. There's
3: a measure of arrogance. Sure. Like people like that are like, I could talk my way out of anything.
2: I but. feel like David probably advised him not to testify. I <laughs> would any. I just any think, lawyer, yeah, like, and I'm not a lawyer. No, don't get. But up any there.
3: lawyer worth his will, yeah. will tell yeah. you, don't don't do. Well, it. and
2: especially this guy because if you watch his, he probably should have queued up one of his commercials just so you could see. But he's not a guy who's going to go on the stand and convince anyone that he's a good guy.
3: So wait, what what I was can't... he actually? You know, what was he actually charged with? Larry was charged with uh, murder and for filing fraudulent life insurance claims. Gotcha. First degree murder? You know, I read somewhere that even the death penalty, but I I guess that was negotiated out because that's what a good attorney will do is get that off the table. Yeah, it didn't say first degree or second degree, but he was charged and convicted of murder and for filing fraudulent life insurance claims. I mean, the thing that was really sad, you know, of course, they tape record all these conversations and there was a lot of conversations between him and Lori and she was actually not supposed to be talking to him, but was and, you know, got sent to jail for it. It was part of her deal was that she wouldn't communicate with him. But there was this conversation, I think, when he was convicted and the jury had found Larry guilty and he's on the phone and his daughter is just bereft. I mean, she is weeping. And at one point, this just broke my heart. At one point, she asks her father, why did you love Lori more than you loved me, Mom, and Julian? Could you imagine that? Mm
1: -hmm. What was his answer?
3: And his was, I didn't. I just needed a friend to have sex with.
1: Great words to live by. (laughs) that's it right. on the Tuesday. what i said
3: was they think i said that i just needed <laughs> it sucks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no it was it was and just hearing her you know just really just it, it broke my heart because no. it's it's and his children they stand by him they believe in his innocence they w- were present for his case and it was really sad the other thing that was interesting was he was it seemed more concerned with the fact that these calls are recorded, not that his daughter is devastated and crying and upset that now she has lost her father to prison, which is a is basically what she was saying. She was saying, "I didn't even get to hug you," and this douchebag is like, "I'm I'm sorry, honey. That's not, you know, you got to be careful what you say. These this is recorded." These calls are recorded. a pretty good Larry yeah, I was going to
1: say, that's a good impression, honey. I usually, <laughs> usually you don't do impressions. So,
3: so that but, is the...
2: Uh, but what is the takeaway? Yeah, what's the takeaway on this one?
1: I'm going to go with anyone who's heartless enough to kill these beautiful animals is heartless enough to do these extreme things. While the wife, you know, was the victim, She was also a bloodthirsty animal killer. It's I hard it. for you to sympathize. It's hard for me to sympathize. But let's see. I don't know if that's really takeaway.
2: That's just my, well, I think anger. It is anger. No, I, you're not, you're not going to have takeaway on this one because you want them all. Taken dead. away. Yeah. No matter how difficult and horrible and totally chaotic you think it's going to be to divorce somebody who doesn't want to leave you or expensive or whatever, no matter how much trouble you think that's going to cause for everyone. Killing them is worse. Killing them is just so much worse. Like, don't right. do it. Like just leave. Like if you're in a relationship, you're thinking the way out is to kill someone. Divorce them. I was
3: like, that well, pe- he didn't want to share his money with her, and she wasn't going to be easy to divorce in the sense that uh, allegedly she didn't want to get divorced. Yeah,
2: she was Catholic, but it doesn't matter. I, yeah, like, I don't know why that.
3: Or you're just going to cost you millions of dollars. To leave her. The
2: guy's got tons of money. If he doesn't have tons of money, then he can't give her tons of money. He could just but leave. like just do the chess moves three three steps two steps past the murder. Is a better than fifty percent chance you're right. gonna get caught yeah. and you're gonna have less no freedom, no money, have destroyed lives, killed somebody, like you know, let's go so, out on the
1: limb and say murder is never the best option. Ever. Ever. Yeah.
3: That's a public service announcement. There you, you just go. don't get enough. But do enough of them that we keep having a podcast. Right. What really stayed with me was really just how easy it was for him to do all these things. Have this affair, kill his wife. Not really consider the pain that he would be causing. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like, I mean, you what kill type animals, of person? Right. If you kill right.
1: animals indiscriminately like that, then you are missing a gene of mm-hmm. sorts. I think. No, You're I so-
3: gotta say it. It is your your love of animals really definitely endeared you to me i, I gotta say just mm-hmm. just as an aside and that makes me curious too because i don't understand i can't it's it's not an experience i can relate to i can't relate to somebody that can go out and just yeah. kill also this, i can't i don't know to
2: anybody who's ever done that personally the only people i'm aware of who do it and are proud of it are 100 percent agents of chaos right right it's politicians we know of or people in the entertainment industry, and they're all people who are not particularly concerned with their effects on other people. They're, it's about power and they're agents of chaos.
3: Mm-hmm. The things I, personality I'm just saying that, disorders are made of.
2: Yeah, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know anyone personally who goes out and does these hunting safaris, but the people I'm aware of are not the people See, that I... that's
3: yeah. what intrigues me. That is why I'm so curious and interested in, in these kinds of crimes, because what is that? What is that? A person can just say, I'm going to go hunt and I'm going to go and I'm going to spend all this money. The idea that you even have this kind of money, mm-hmm. that you can use that money to destroy an animal mm-hmm. who's so just living their life.
1: around the world. Like, it's not even enough to just go hunt a deer or, you know, do your regular hunting. No, I've got to go spend a fortune, travel around the world, put myself up, go to this special game reserve, pay these guides, and
3: shoot something that most people would love to see and in a let's zoo. And face you're not even really hunting if you've got a guy next to you, like a hunting sharpa. Like... Yeah. It's, it's, so that takes a certain kind of no, fucked it's up so, person. It's so it's cheesy. It's like, so
2: it's corny. Like, it's like they're taking you to where the animal is. They tell you where to point your gun. Right, in some right. cases, they actually hold the gun for you if you can't handle it.
1: And the
3: pictures so of these cheesy. assholes
2: posing with this stuff.
3: And in stuff? fact, the house, yeah. the like love did nest. something good. The love nest that he was building with his new girlfriend. Oh, it was just loaded with safari animals? Well, there's there was a special floor that was going to hold like all his game, uh-huh. his trophies. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious what makes that kind of person. My takeaway is just the further quest of understanding and making sense of the senseless.
2: I think it's people who are really sad and insecure who but have there's bought so into many the, of them. And I think they've bought into the idea that to be important, you have to be powerful. They feel small. And so the way they try and make themselves mm. look powerful is by taking charge of other people's lives, making laws that affect other people, doing things for power, killing animals, you know, being done on on guided trips. I think they're filling a giant hole in themselves. Right. They feel they're too small. And right. so it, they're just sad, lonely, yeah. insecure, I pathetic agree. people. I and agree. that's and that is I what mean, they're... I don't, yeah, but consumer, but they don't people...
3: see themselves that way though. They no, of course they not. don't. So if sh-
2: they if they stop for a second and like sit down yeah. and like sit still and think about what's driving them, they would have some reckoning to do in their personalities and they might be able to become more beneficial members of society. But that's asking a lot. I mean, for someone who's really that
1: insecure and that damaged, it's tough to have introspection. Right. What, what do serial killers do when they, what, they kill animals? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of the signs of being yeah. a serial killer. If like they were you know, growing up yeah. and they're killing animals. Mm. So when that's you're an adult true. and you're paying a lot of money to kill
3: animals, like a safe sort of way to, yeah, to, to get out your uh, Yeah, that. exactly.
1: Anyway, that's today's case. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, look into who your dentist is.
1: <laughs> Do a little
3: background check. Yeah, I think it's important to really- Say goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Goodbye. <laughs> no, but you want to give a- No, I, I just, I think we could all benefit from really thinking about how our actions impact- those we claim to love and care about right exactly all right shut up all right we gotta go (laughs) (laughs) thanks for sleep hating with us